When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's the PHNX Cardinals postgame show brought to you by our friends at Four Peaks Brewery. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Britton Golden, former Arizona Cardinal. We're going to hear from Bo Brock live from State Farm Stadium in just a little bit. But uh, and we're on this postgame show after a halftime show, Britton, in which the Cardinals were up 20 to nothing. You guys saw it. Subsequently surrendered, I don't know, 31 second half points to the New York Giants. They fall to 0 and 2. Where do we even begin? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> As we talked off screen, I'm I, I, the second half speechless. You, yes, you gave up a touchdown in the first five minutes. I understand that, but you responded immediately with your first drive. Yeah. And then it seems like everything we'd worked for to get to this point just went right out the door and we looked like week one offense again that's right i want to get to a super chat god love them that we missed on the halftime show az moses 89 two dollars jg proven he still owns dable and the giants well he proved it for much of the game until minutes. uh i don't know his defense basically became burnt toast uh as i tweeted mm. out you can you can come up with a, a lot of different solutions i think it's a little bit of the talent gap started to, to be showcased a little bit the cardinals just couldn't keep up but again, this is a team that scored zero points against the Dallas Cowboys last week. It's it's inexcusable. You you drop 31 points on any NFL team in the second half, led by Daniel Jones and an offense that hadn't scored yet. Uh, they went into basically coast mode, right? I don't know what was said in the locker room, but it wasn't good enough at halftime, and they got to own that. They got to eat this big shit sandwich because that's what it was, Britain. They come out, and to your point, Giants score quickly, so do the Cardinals. It's 28-7 to at that point. And then offensively, I think they began to see, oh, our defense really can't hang, putting a lot of pressure on ourselves. They got really tight at times. And man, defensively, I just it you're you're missing four starters. I'm not trying to make excuses, but they got to a point where they're just like, we don't have the horses and we're giving up chunk plays left and right. They did. I feel like we said you gave up an early touchdown, but you moved the ball well that first drive out. I feel like we went into protection mode yeah defensively and offensively i feel like defensively we just said we got beat deep that first drive out of halftime i mean and don't get me wrong i'm not the coach i don't know what was said but from right. what i saw it looked like it just went to keep everything in front of you i don't care if they make completions i don't care if they move the ball just don't get beat deep try to manage the game uh it just it i don't know it looked like a literally just like giving up 
Defense was gassed. You could tell in that yeah, fourth quarter. Those were boys toast. were on the field the entire second half. And, it, you know, it's ironic, too. Like, they got a field goal at the end of the game. Does anybody doubt that there have been more time on the clock? Like, they would have scored another touchdown. They were scoring every drive. I told my guy BG, like, that last drive, it's like, they can't punt again. They punt again like they're losing this game. And the offense reverted back to what it was last week, which was unfortunate. And then, you know, defensively, you just you got to a point where it just was inevitable. Daniel Jones embarrassed you, which is embarrassing to say because I clowned him and Mike Kafka all week. And for two quarters, it looked like that was going to come to fruition. I mean, they basically had an entire game's worth of offense in, in the second in half. In the second half. Yeah. I mean, you look at that Giants offense in the first half compared to that Giants offense in the second half, it's two completely different teams. Yeah. Right. It's it's what every Giant fan was expecting week one that didn't show up. But I, did, I just I I'm still speechless. I, I don't know, understand how you put a product on the field that first half that looks like it should be two and oh right now. And we're sitting at zero and two. Yeah, I remember something that our guy Howard Balzer said to me uh, watching training camp this year on the sidelines and there are going to be days and, and Sundays like this this year for this Cardinal team, given the talent level and basically alluded to the fact that are, is Gannon going to be criticized when they lose games in the second half where the wheels fall off because one, they can't make adjustments or because there's a, a gap in talent. Like I, I I'd be naive to sit here and say like, there's not a gap. There, there's not a gap in talent. Of course there is. They're missing Josh Woods, Buda Baker, two starting defensive linemen. But what makes it more painful is that you dominated the first half, so what happens? I, you know, I think more so you have to put the loss on the coaches in the second half. They, you know, they coasted a little bit. They played. I, I don't think they played scared until late in the game, but certainly it was it was a passive approach. It was a passive approach by by Nick Rollis. That team was feeling themselves at the end of the first half. And give give credit, Dable and company. They came out with a game plan. They said we can beat you over the top. We can beat you in chunk plays. And that's what they did. I mean, Daniel Jones, 103 passer rating, 321 through the air, and then 59 yards on the ground, three total touchdowns. It just, it just can't happen. I mean, you could definitely tell in that halftime locker room, in the Giants locker room, their coach came in there, set them down, and said, look, we can't score 20 points on one drive. Right. Offense has to pick it up. you got to find something to do, and you've got to go score on every drive you get. And they did that. And I feel like in the Cardinals locker room, it was a completely different story. I feel like it was, we've got there, we coast, all we have to do is finish. And we did not finish. A lot of people going after Drew Petsy, and I get it, easy target. If you would have told me before the game that the Cardinals scored 28 points and they don't have a turnover offensively, I don't care how they get it, 20 of the 28 before half, you you need to win this game. It, this, this falls on the shoulders of the defense, led by your defensive head coach and the defensive savant, Nick Rollis, and... I saw somebody early in the chat say this is unfortunately going to become a calling card for Jonathan Gannon blowing big leads a la the Super Bowl. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far, but certainly it's something that people are going to discuss. But yeah, the offense wasn't great in the third and fourth quarter. I get that. You score 28 points against this Giants team, in my opinion, you should win. I want to get some of these super chats. You guys are absolutely crushing it already. Make sure to like this video. Mr. Graham, very appropriate name for this podcast today. $5 <laughs> super chat. Not even mad. I've prepared myself for 0-17 for months now. And it's funny, you know, tongue-in-cheek, I, I do think that winning today would have allowed them to play more relaxed over the course of the season. I mean, I don't even want to get into the fact they got to play the Cowboys and the Niners back-to-back -back weeks, but... I, I do think getting the monkey off your per proverbial back when everybody says you're not going to win a game this year, yeah. it becomes the pressure mounts. 
They like if you thought pressure was bad in the fourth corner against Daniel fucking Jones, the pressure is going to mount for this team now over the course of these next 15 games. Like you got to you got to find a win somewhere. Uh, just look at the next two weeks. Like you just said, right? We blew a lead to a bad commanders team. Mm-hmm. We blew a 20 point lead to arguably the worst offense we saw through the first six quarters of their season. Yep. And now you're about to go out there and you've got the Cowboys and the Niners yep. who are putting up points every single week. Two best teams in the NFC. Easily. And, and you got to go back to back and you potentially are out, out with your all pro safety. It's going to be tough. We're here for tough times though. Topic 64, friend of the program, totally disappointed. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Dollar 99 super chat topic 64. It just is inexcusable to blow a 20 point lead for an NFL team at a halftime at home. And I, I, th- I think about what we talked about on the, on the pregame show and the halftime show is rewarding the bird gang, rewarding your home fans with a complete game, with a win, with a W. And like, I got sick to my stomach every time they panned the giants fans in the second half. It's like, get the hell out of here with that. But again, you, you want to complain about lack of season ticket sales. Like this is an example. Like you can't, you can't do this kind of shit and expect people to be blindly loyal. Like they want to support the team. We're here to support the team. But like, when you talk about why are there so many opposing fans in the stands, it's like, here's an example. They haven't won a home game. Because they're winning in right. our house. Right, that's right. You can't these this is this is just a horrific, horrific example of so many instances that has happened at this stadium lately. And it's it's inexcusable because like we said earlier, don't get me wrong. When I was a player and we had, you know, shit talking from fans, we all don't care. I don't yeah. want to hear it. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't do stuff. Hey, you're in the NFL. You're blowing a 20-point halftime lead when you have completely dominated this team from top to bottom through 30 minutes of this game. Mm-hmm. Dominated. At some point, you've got to give the fans something, or this is what you're going to see for the next seven, eight home games. How many home games do we have? You're going to see a predominantly visitor-based fan base. Got to get got to get dubs to 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 get the fans excited again. Um, I'm excited about this super chat, Albert. Thank you so much, Albert. Two dollars cards may disappoint, but PHNX never does. We appreciate that. We're gonna be here for better or worse. There could be more worse than better this year, but again, this team right now they, they got some stuff to figure out. This is gonna be a very difficult, somber locker room. I had it sourced last week, BG, that the even with the the not the collapse in Washington, but the blown lead last week against Washington. The team was upbeat, right? They they played well defensively. Quarterback had been there for a hot minute. Like, this is going to be a different locker room this week. Like, how do you even console your fellow teammates after something like this? Uh, you On this, you have to lean on your leaders in the locker room. Right. Because something like this, to this magnitude of, like, you, yes, you had a lot of reasons to hold your head high defensively last week, yeah. for sure. I mean, they played out of their minds. And they played amazing for 30 minutes in this game. And then you come into a week where you're leading 20 at halftime, and now everybody's high up in that locker room. Everybody upstairs is high up. The fan base is high up. They're thinking, great. And then you put a horrible display on in the second half, and it's got to be demoralizing as a player, as a fan, as a coach, as a front office member, whoever you want to be. It's just... It's not good. I love this comment here. Darth Volda, more Cards fans in this chat than at that stadium. Uh, I certainly hope not. I appreciate the comment and the sentiment. This is a safe place, right? 
uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna be available for you guys therapy for Cardinal football all throughout the season, and hopefully one day we get to celebrate a, a dub on this podcast. But but right now, I mean, like this, I there is no way I thought leaving that halftime show that we did, Britain, that I'm no. like they're not gonna blow this lead no again, shot. are we? No way. We put our feet up, comfortable second half. And uh, yeah, here we are. I uh, love our precious Cardinals. Love all of you. Jalen Blair uh, with the super chat, my guy. Appreciate you. $5 per next-gen stats. We pressured Jones on three snaps in the first half, but somehow shut them out. No pressure caught up to us in the second half. I think what's even worse, and thank you for that, Jalen, they were missing a guard, and they were missing a franchise left tackle, and it didn't make a difference. It especially didn't make the difference in the third and fourth quarter. Um, I don't even think the Cardinals were sacked once in this game. Like that's how depressing this game was. That's again, that's why the offense was bad. I'm not going to put everything on an offense that 28 points and no sacks surrendered. I mean, the giants, the giants defense didn't do anything special. They just, I think they rode the wave of momentum by their offense. This is, yeah. this is everything to do with the defense that is it worse. Maybe Britain, because they've played maybe a, above expectations for six quarters over their heads that the defense that we saw in the second half was what a lot of people were assuming and predicting this team was going to look like. That was like preseason right. defensive yeah. when we had threes and four. It just, it just looked like the desire to be out there. And don't get me wrong. Listen, not having Buda Baker out there, you can play the narrative that, oh, somebody's got to step. I know, but that is arguably one of the, the heart and soul of this football team. Mm-hmm. He wants to win so bad. I don't think arguably. It and definitely is. A, a, having, not having somebody back there in a key moment like this, when you've given up 21 points and now you have a seven-point lead, right, compared to a 20-point lead, just having somebody back there, I don't know. I, I have to think that that plays into it. But at the same time, like we've said over and over, like that's – Stuff like this just can't happen. No, it's inexcusable. And again, it's going to really test the leadership uh, of Jonathan Gannon and his coaching staff. And man, you you would never thought that a team with such low expectations, gutting it from the ground up, playing at times replacement level players and backup quarterbacks, that you can be this gutted from a loss. That might be the worst part of this entire thing is that, you know, we'll come on this post game show. They'll lose games this year. We'll find silver linings. They should have won this game. They probably should have won last week's game, right? That should easily be two and zero. Yeah, that's easily. that's that's incredibly difficult. Uh, I'm going to keep these super chats going if we could, producer Damon. You guys are crushing it. Two Slim Shady, uh, six ninety nine. Thank you so much. I'm buying the tank narrative now. My heart refuses to believe the Cardinals are this pathetic. I love you too, Slim Shady. Have you been following this team for a hot minute? This this is what we we've <laughs> we've experienced losses like this my ent- entire adult life. I'm 35 years old, but but the tank narrative is in full effect. Tank Tuesdays will be back. Thank you so much to Slim Shady. And listen, we're going to talk about Houston draft implications. Cardinals are are settled with a with a a hell of a, a smorgasbord next April. Let's keep these super chats going here. AZ fan 1998. Thank you so much, AZ fan. Jonathan Gannon better rip everyone a new one. No hard second half. Not uh, only that, but this largest comeback against the Cardinals against. Um, I'm guessing in team history. I know it's the biggest comeback the Giants have had in a hot minute. That's embarrassing. Thank you to PHNX for the awesome coverage. Thank you, AZ fan 1998 for your generous super chat. And again, this is, these are going to be special learning moments for this team where you're going to find out who's cut out for this regime long-term, not the coaches in particular, but the players like who's going to be able to rally. A lot of people are giving Marco Wilson some grief, rightfully so, you know, who's going to be able to navigate this as a team. Can they bounce back? Can they respond? You know, everybody's got adversity over the course of 17 games in one way or the other. This is the Cardinals. 
with lo as low as expectations, you've still disappointed us. Holy fuck, Britain Golden. We was somehow two games in, we're sitting here gutted when we didn't think we would be. Oh, and like everybody predicted a zero win, zero win season. That's right. And we've been here two weeks into the season and we've had leads in both games and should have won both games mm -hmm. at that point. Yes, like you said with Marco, Marco did not have a great game. But the biggest thing for Marco is to not let this noise, yep. the media noise, the social media noise, don't let that fade into you having another one and another one. Uh, you've got to find a way to block that out and show the fan base that you can bounce back. Everybody do me a favor, hit that like button on this video. You guys are continuing to crush it in the chat. Back to your Super Chats because there's more to read because you guys are awesome. Super Chat, four ninety nine. Jordan P., the most plain tank job I've ever witnessed. <laughs> Coaches sabotage the entire second half, calling terrible soft zone defenses and runs into stack boxes. I mean, they scored to start the, the second half. The Cardinals did a great drive. I still don't like to play Colin in the second half. Now, and you know what? Here's, Offensively and defensively. We talked about it like a layered approach. It was it was 28 to 14. Hollywood had that really chippy block in the back that was not um, Kenny Stills or um, Stills, the Dante Stills, the defensive tackle had a late hit that I thought was ticky-tack. And then I think what really changed the game at the time, and I keep going back to this, they threw a penalty on pass interference on Hollywood Brown that would have put the Cardinals in, in scoring position, and they picked it up, and they waved it off. The officiating wasn't great today, and you've talked about it. I'm not going to blame the officials for this, but like, can the Cardinals ever get a home call to save their life in the history of State Farm Stadium? It never happens. No. And like you said, I, even when I was playing out here, we would always get really, really shitty referees. Yes. They can't find me for that statement anymore. So <laughs> you're, play, but, you know, you're in a safe place now. I, it's uh, You can't blame it on refs as much as you want to. And I I don't know. It's just back and forth with this. It's just the same narrative. Same narrative. Just tanking it's, what people want. It's, it looks. I, I can understand as a fan what you saw today. With the tank job is real because it, it, I don't know. This looked like a lot of the Bears second half games I watched last year <laughs> when I was convinced they were tanking. Super chat, $1.99, Lil Dreezy. Thank you so much, Lil Dreezy, friend of the program. Got conservative as F second half. Looked like Vance Joseph, 100% agree. It was Agreed. too conservative, playing scared, playing tight, playing not to lose. Defensively, man, they just. That's it, the worst, though. Yeah. Playing not to lose. Do you think Growing that was up a product? Any type of sport. Like, why would you do that? Do you think that was a product of the 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 Hyatt catch early on in the second half? They're like, wait a minute, we can't okay. play this coverage anymore. We just we can let's we, make sure everything stays in front. In we front can't get beat deep. Yep. And then you look up, and there's been four or five passes that were kept in front, but now you're 50 yards downfield, and you're in scoring, and you're in field goal range and scoring range. It's it's frustrating. Death by a thousand cuts, and it felt like that. Uh, and then some today. Back to these super chats. You guys are the best. Uh, last one. A uh, couple more. Free matter for the blind. Two dollars. All these teams are just lucky. Kyler's out. I mean, like I I feel like they scored enough points to win today. I know. Yeah. I know. They didn't turn the ball over. They had over a hundred yards rushing. Like w the player of the game was an offensive player. Man, I think today it was like no J.J. Watt, no Zach Allen, no Byron Murphy. No disruptive franchise three technique, five technique, no number one corner, no Buda Baker. I mean, I felt like today was the day that we saw the shortcomings of like the last 10 years of drafting by Steve Kime. Where was the depth on defense, right? You're, you're playing a lot of guys. 
I would venture to say a lot of us, myself included, could you name like the starting defense today? Could you name the, the, the backups for everybody defensively? I mean, there's seven players out. You know, not everybody knows who Chris Barnes is. Not everybody knows who, you know, on any given Sunday, like Jonathan Ledbetter is, right? And Keytrol Clark got hurt and had to come out. I mean, it it's it's times are tough with this defense. And I thought they were immune to this, BG, because I saw it for six quarters. I'm like, no, 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 they're just really well coached. And they're still well coached, but man, it, it was almost just like Giants, like, we have better players. Hyatt, Saquon Barkley, Darren Waller, we're just gonna come after you. You you definitely saw the lack of experience defensively. I'm not going to blame it on starters being out because, like we said earlier, this is the NFL. Yeah. Everybody gets paid, right? I don't care if you get paid $40 million a year yep. or $600,000 a year. Like, you're, it's a lot of fucking money either way. That's right. Um, you're here for a reason. This is your job. I understand mistakes happen. This is a very violent sport. Things are going to go wrong. But you cannot... You have to realize where you're at now. This isn't college football. Nobody's on scholarship anymore. You can't have horrible games and expect to still be around. This is a different type of thing. So to to blow a 20-point lead and essentially to blow a 20-point lead in a quarter and a half. Yeah. It's something has to go drastically. Something's wrong. Wrong. Uh, I do want to get to what went right, at least for the large portion of this game. It's our player of the game. The X factor today was Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs is fantastic. I mean, anybody in the chat would have signed up for these numbers on Friday, on Saturday. No turnovers, uh, leaps and bounds better than last week. Had that tremendous rushing touchdown, which feels like forever ago. A passing touchdown to Hollywood Brown. Led this offense to 28 points, right? I mean, Josh Dobbs was good enough to win you the game today. I know that. The offense sputtered in the second half. I think he was the the byproduct of some bad officiating with um, some penalties that happened with his skill players. They left a lot of yards on the field with that. Uh, to me, Josh Dobbs wasn't sacked at all. Was looked good in the in the pocket. Had had people in his face like that's encouraging. But again, it comes in a loss, which leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth. But I mean, if this is the Josh Dobbs we get until Kyler Murray for the rest of the year, and it's just more evenly spread out. You can't be mad at that. No, that's that. I mean, shit. In two games, he hasn't had had an interception yet. And and today he got better. That's you talk about small victories. This is a small victory for the coaching staff today. Uh, It's offensively for sure. If you're going to find any silver lining offensively, especially the first half, the coaches did a great job. They allowed the playbook to be open. They allowed Dobbs to push the ball downfield. The offensive line played a million times better this week than they did last week. He had time in the pocket. When his first read wasn't there, he didn't feel like he had to panic because somebody was in his face, and he found stuff. Second half, I think the play calling got a little blatant after Mm -hmm. that first drive, and it just got to, you know, let's save it mode, just try not to turn over, which zero turnovers today and not being sacked, and to say you lost the game after scoring 28 points with it, so I can't blame. I mean, Petsing was not good in the fourth quarter. No, but I mean, he's Dobbs completed sixty eight percent of his throws. I mean, he doubled, almost doubled his completion from last week to this week four point four to seven point four quarterback rating, just under a hundred. And then he added forty one yards on the ground. I mean, he had almost three hundred yards of total offense and two touchdowns and no turnovers. Like that's 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 what you want. For and that, a out of a backup quarterback, right? Out of your backup. You cannot ask for more. He managed the game up until the point where the play calling got bad, and then 
he had a throw to Zach Ertz down the field. He took a shot. He had that throw on the move to Rondell Moore. Like, this is good enough in games like yeah. this where it's going to be a problem, and we'll see it potentially. Cowboys, 49ers, right? That's that's where it's going to get tough. But, I mean, like, you get this kind of version of Dobbs last week, you win the game. So yeah. it's all circumstantial. The Cardinals, we'll just be frank, they haven't been able to put it all together. But you can put it all together with BetMGM. Um, you know, my BetMGM bets today feel like I'm always a week late because I had the Josh Dobbs anytime touchdown last week. He hit it today, right? Now, the Hollywood Brown over, that was nice. That hit today, but the under did not hit. And, uh, of course, the, the Cardinal Money 9 uh, continues to elude us. But hopefully that big money is not eluding you with our friends at BetMGM. They're going to hook you up. Use that bonus code PHNX. Place a wager of at least $10. You're going to get up to $200 back in bonus bets instantly. Again, we are back at BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Lawn of State Farm Stadium for the next road game be there with us. Got a couple home games in a row. Then we will be back. Maybe K1's back by then, too. Sign up with BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. Get at least $200 in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. If you're on a cold streak, let BetMGM refill your account on them. And uh, check out the full show notes for details. And, of course, listen to our guy, Shane Diefenbach, talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. We're going to hear from Bo Brock here in a little bit. He's chatting with Jonathan Gannon on the collapse on Buda Baker. We're going to have an updated status on that. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Circle K. Quench your inner thirst stop and join the exclusive inner circle by downloading the Circle K app today. We were snacking on Circle K goodies all day during the football game. I think the problem was by the time the, ha the halftime hit, I was out of my Circle K snacks. It might have been why this team took an L. I'm just saying Go load up. Gas is at all-time high, but not if you're an Inner Circle member. They're going to save you 25 cents on your first five fill-ups. Join that Inner Circle. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for more details, BG. I want to jump back into these Super Chats because you guys are absolutely crushing it here. Let's get to this next one. Super Chat, $1.99 from Jeff Unhill. Our own coaches owe our fans a beer after after that one. Maybe a six-pack. They might owe me a tequila on the rocks. <laughs> it's hard, man. You go from the, the the most elated halftime show. You can look at it now. It's it's on archived. It's on our channel to just the lowest low. Welcome to being a Cardinal fan, at least in the short term. Lil Dreezy, another one. Home game, the other team <laughs> all on, on our shit. $1.99. Again, it goes back to what we spoke about. I mean, Cardinal fans, want, they want to see good football. They want to see superstars, right? We talked about that on the pregame show. There's no Chandler Jones, D-Hop, Patrick Peterson, Kyler Murray, right? A.J. Green, once upon a time, played good football for this team. So it's like, okay, if you don't have the superstar talent, develop guys and, and be feisty and win some games. And, man, I thought they were three-quarters of the way to doing that. And then they fumbled the bag literally in the second half of both these games. Literally fumbled the bag. Yeah. Frustrating, man. Like, do you do you think at this point in the season, like Cardinal fans are going to say, you know what, I'm I'm just going to watch the game at home at this point? We saw what happened at ASU last night, which was really sad. Not a ton of fans, and then today a bunch of Giants fans take over. Cowboys and, and Niners the next two weeks at State Farm Stadium. Like, 
I encourage you guys go out and try to get tickets to this game. You know, it's you got to because if you if we don't buy tickets to this Cowboys game, it will be nothing but silver and blue in there. It's it's a recruiting pitch for future free agents and and draft picks. That this this is a great place to play because you guys know it is. Uh, more super chats here. We're just gonna go rapid fire, baby, because you guys are crushing. Another one from Jeff. Four ninety nine. Someone needed to step up and rally everyone. The team started to spiral. Yeah. They look lost and defeated in the fourth. Well, they're missing their franchise quarterback, not to make excuses, and they're missing their best overall player in Buda Baker. I tweeted it out, BG, like, somebody's got to step up and make a play, but, like, on a team like this, I mean, it probably has to be, like, a Kazir White, maybe? You can only talk about it, though. Somebody what on do you that mean team by has that? to do it. Okay. Like, we can sit here as a fan, as us on the podcast, we can sit here and talk about, yes, somebody needs to step up, next man up, however you want to put it. But that's only talk. We can only do so much with our words. Somebody on that football team has to step up and say, look, we don't have our starting quarterback. We don't have our all-pro safety. Somebody's got to get fill that void and say, look, this is bullshit what we're putting on tape right now. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. We need to figure something out. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Zayvon Collins. He had the half a sack at the end of the half and couldn't take advantage. Uh, you guys are certainly taking advantage today of this chat. Super Chat, $5, Mr. Grimm. Side note, has anyone mentioned our new jerseys during the game? They are going over like a lead balloon. I I like the red. I like the red on red. Aesthetically, they're way better than the, than the old ones. I'm anxious for the white. I, I think the black uniforms are coming up here soon. They just made those on sale. So, I mean, I, I, Cardinals look good. They're just, they're not looking good when the clock strikes zero. I don't give a shit what they're in. Just <laughs> win a damn football game. <laughs> Chris, 912, thank you so much. Super Chat, dollar. Uh, super sticker Alex in the chat 499 got torched over the middle that's where Buddha plays absolutely and Josh Woods is a starter on this team he was out as well I mean but what's frustrating BG it's like what changed then from the first half to the second half because those are those are the same players it was why did why did it turn out that way I I just think it got to the conservative play call I think that big deep pass over the middle Jalen Hyatt Got them up upstairs, maybe thinking, look, we can't, we can't allow this, we can't get beat over the top like yeah. this. And they just went to that. Let's play a zone and let's just sit deep and try not to get beat over the top. And the Giants took full advantage of that, found open holes in the zone and made the play. I want to get to more super chats, but before I do, we're gonna count some cards because some cards they did have a pretty banner day. The stat sheet was robust, unfortunately, for both sides. But let's check out our precious Redbirds here. James Conner, again, was fantastic. He and Josh Dobbs offensively wore this team. 106 rushing yards, and it, w- and it feels like most of those came in the first half, had the rushing touchdown BG, you know, carried this team on his back literally, figuratively, like is, is the heartbeat of the offense right Dude, now. He couldn't have done anything else win this game. He ran that football with so much passion. I tweeted it out earlier. I said, James Conner is running the football with a passion today. He was excited. He was revved up. He was ready to play this football game, and it just felt like that second half he got no help. Nope. And it looked like they tried to abandon the run in the second half. Yeah, they got they got a little too cute. I mean, at we times. were averaging um, that one the touchdown drive in the second half open. I think he had fifty two yards on the ground. He's averaging four point five yards per carry, and they he's on pace for a thousand yard season. He's not getting the ball enough, in my opinion. Cardinals ran for one hundred and fifty one yards, five point two yards per carry. They still lost the game. Dennis Gardeck. Had a sack on pace, your boy, 17 sack season, 18 sack season now. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he gets there, but I think at right now you got to assume with how much he's playing, 
He's en route to his first double-digit sack it's season as a pro. Start, listen, it's time to start putting Gardugo, as we call him, into the mix. The man has a motor that can't be matched, and he shows up every week. So, It's almost like I need like the swear jar, but for Dennis Gardeck's sacks. Put some respect on his name. And then I need to use that money to buy a Dennis Gardeck jersey, I think, is what needs I'm gonna to happen. I'm going to get you one. You, I, uh, I appreciate I'm that. Gonna make, I'm going I'm to have him sign it, too. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be unbelievable. <laughs> we'll only ever get him on this show if, if BG allows it. Uh, Dennis, Den if you hear this, you're on the show. Let's Den go. Dennis will beat my ass. And then lastly, I want to get to this last one here. Michael Wilson had a good day. 56 yards receiving. I, I think was perfect with his uh, pass receptions. The rookie third rounder out of Stanford uh, was the leading receiver for this team. And I am correct. Three for three on targets and receptions. Physical, man. It had a really nice uh, long catch on a critical third down in the first half. Um, you know, Hollywood Brown played well, too. But I think, again, as the season goes on, I want to be able to showcase what the big man can do. Uh, this Cardinal offense, you saw it. They they love their tight ends. They love to move people around. I think the, the bigger, the better for this team, especially when Kyler Murray comes back. Give him big physical targets. You know, his best season was when he had A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins, two receivers over six foot, to be able to throw the, the football to and you know, Michael Wilson is one of these guys where as the, as the weeks go on, he's just going to get more and more comfortable in this offense. I agree. He ran great routes today, and he made the plays that came to him. There just wasn't enough. Yeah. I think for, I mean, and same thing with Hollywood. Hollywood played good. Receiver-wise, we played well. Tight ends played well. You've got two very dynamic tight ends. Yeah. Very dynamic tight ends. And we we do target the tight ends a lot. I yeah. just, you know, I, I feel like the conservative play calling in the second half that it, it leads to a lot of your playmakers not getting the ball in their hands. Uh, in the chat, BG, how how many Johnny Venerables would it take to beat up one Dennis Gardak? I don't know if they can make enough. Oh, my God. I don't know if they can make enough. That's a scary dude. <laughs> I, I feel like that says more about Dennis than it does about me, okay? <laughs> Dennis Dennis is going to have double-digit sacks. He's an NFL player. Listen, That's Brandon Johnson, <laughs> you can't beat me in golf. You got lucky the last couple of times. I see that. More Super Chats here. You guys are crushing it. Again, lot, I mean... I don't want to say a lot of positives, but a lot of Cardinals had a good day today. They just couldn't pull it out. It's disappointing. We're going to talk about it. This is from Jacoby for 99. As someone in the stadium, it was pitiful how many Giants fans there were. It was 50-50 Giants and cards pitiful. Again, uh, I agree. It's disappointing. Like, you know, be able to go out and support your team. Tickets aren't that expensive right now if you check them out on game time especially. But, BG, we talk about it. It's, it's going to take superstar potential. It's going to take wins it's going to take a culture shift and you know anytime you're gutting something from scratch like the early days it's it's going to be tough it's going to be tough to stomach Sundays like this but I like I think you know these are good opportunities to say maybe me and other people were naive to the fact that yeah this is what a rebuild is supposed to look like well nobody enjoys a rebuild no whether you especially as a fan but I mean they don't enjoy it in that locker room either nobody wants to hear the narrative oh we're rebuilding they're not going to win games. Nobody wants that. Yeah. If you go, if you're in a locker room and you're okay with losing, you're not going to be in that locker room very long. But it's it comes to the point where you got to sit down, you got to hold on, you got to hope and pray that the small wins that we've gotten from this coaching staff and this GM so far. I mean, we have a competent GM. Yes. Let's just be real. Yeah. He's made some great moves, some solid moves. We just, I know we want the win right now narrative, and we want that. We all want that. But we have to take these small wins right now and just pray that we can build off of it. Ah, oh, man. It's, it's a shitty feeling. It I is. It, it's tough. You guys are making it uh, that much better, though. These Super Chats are coming in fast and furious. 
Low dog, $5. When will Gannon stop blowing second half leads three in a row now? It's a problem. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and be fanboy 101 and say, you know, he's fine. He's, he's perfect. He's not a finished product like this team. He needs to find a way to be able to put the, the clamps on things. Otherwise, you're going to end up like Brandon Staley's ass about to be fired with the L.A. Chargers. You want to be a defensive head coach in 2023 in today's NFL you got to be able, if you're up by 20 to nothing, you know, you can give up some points in you the second half. you got to be able to put that product on the field that you put for four quarters last week and two quarters That's this right. Week. That's right. you got to be able to put a complete game together. He He's going to learn. I have immense confidence. Nothing about these first two weeks is shaking my confidence in Jonathan Gannon because if you listen to the national media, friends, this team was supposed to lose, you know, 70 to nothing back-to-back weeks. They've been in it till the final play of the game. They just, they. I think talent's a problem. I think inexperience is a problem. I think, you know, Nick Rallis and Drew Petsy are the youngest coordinator duo in the NFL. Like, shit's going to happen. Again, I think me being naive to the fact that, like, hey, this is the NFL, man. These these guys have been around for a while. Brian Dable was coach of the year last year. You, you, you know, it was for a reason. Mike Kafka, as much as I dogged him, was getting head coaching interviews. It's the NFL. This is this is not ACC football. This, this is where the big boys play. Um, get to more of these super chats here because you guys are crushing it. Uh, Adam, thank you so much. Super generous. Um, $9.99. Tough to root for a team that always finds a way to lose. How do you think the team will react moving forward in the next week? Played inspired football or did they in the second half? I think if they come out and they play competitively like these first two games against the Niners and the Cowboys, regardless of the outcome, that's that's something to be commended. What my concern is, BG, is you put all of your aspirations maybe blindly into these first two games because they were winnable and you and you blew both, and now you get to play the best of what the NFC has to offer with an undermanned roster, and that's that's putting it kindly. That's putting it very kindly. Um, honestly, it's I just want to see how he said in there inspired football. Don't come out here and play that. Don't give me. I don't want to come out here and see people that are like, okay, we've lost. We're about to play two of the big powerhouses in the NFC. Do not tuck your tail because you've been in two games you should have won. And anything can happen in the NFL. Everybody is a pro. You can beat the Cowboys. Everybody's beatable. Yeah. But you cannot put a product on the field like we saw in the second half. We got Bo Brock calling in here. We're going to get to him momentarily. He just got done speaking with Jonathan Gannon. So sit tight. That's going to be a good one. But I'm going to tell you right now what else is good for you is some shady rays. You don't want to you want to block out the tears of today's game if you're if you're like me and you got to walk to your car later and you're going to be sobbing on the way. Wear some shady rays. I, I promise you're going to look cool doing it. Again, all seriousness, save fifty uh, percent off two pairs with that promo code PHNX. They are fantastic. They've got multiple store locations as well as online. Stuff goes in and out of stock quickly because they are the hottest selling sunglasses in the Valley, a proud partner. I rep them everywhere I go. I used to rock a certain, let's call it name brand, big time sunglasses, and I will never go back uh, from Shady Rays. They are fantastic. Again, giving you the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use that bonus code PHNX, 50% off two plus pairs of the polarized glasses. The uh, selection is robust, as is the savings ShadyRays.com. Bo Brock on the line from producer Damon. He is live from State Farm Stadium, my dear, dear friend and co-host, Monday through Friday. He had to unbutton his shirt because this loss is <laughs> legitimately leaving us without any kind of sanity. But in all seriousness, Bo Brock, you spoke to Jonathan Gannon. Cardinals blow a 20-point lead at halftime. What did the head coach have to say? 
took the blame for it. Basically said it was on the coaches as far as their inability to hold on and win this thing that, as you said, 20 nothing at halftime, 28-7 at the end of the third quarter, or at least with four minutes left in the third quarter, and took the brunt of the blame for the collapse. But when you look at it, you look at the numbers, you look at how the second half transpired, this was a defensive collapse that unfolded before all eyes here at uh, State Farm Stadium. The offense played well enough to win. You give up five drives, five scores, including four touchdowns to the New York Giants. It's just now winning football. Uh, it was not what we expected to see. Uh, one, the offense come out and play as well as it did, and then the defense to lay an egg like it did in the second half. was uh, It was an absolute soul-crushing loss for the Arizona Cardinals. I don't care what the expectations for, the, with, for this team were going into this season. No, I agree. It was the way it transpired in the second half. Just it, it, it crushes your soul as a Cardinals fan. You know, it, it's just one of those things where as a fan, you don't really it, it's hard for you to want to root. It's hard for you to want to show up for games because you don't want to continuously see second half collapses. But at this point, it's a tough. You talked to him, Bo, about Buda Baker, any status update on the all pro safety that his injury basically came out of nowhere. Yeah, it happened, uh, confirmed it happened in Friday's practice because I saw him out there uh, during the media portion, looked fine. Must have happened during maybe 11 on 11 uh, once the media was escorted out of the practice facility. Um, but they're still evaluating it, just wasn't healthy enough to go today. But if you look across the league, these are hamstring issues or, or ones that can be uh, – it can be kind of tough, right? They're, they can nag for a couple of weeks. And I know that uh, a guy like Buda Baker is, is superhuman. When you see that uh, he's got kind of um, – he came back from a high ankle sprain, kind of like a, a returning from the dead last year. Uh, hamstring is, is one of those – BG, I don't know if you've ever sustained one, but <laughs> it just – it looks like it's one of those that uh, it, it's – no matter how superhuman you might be, it can take down the most, uh, most mortal men. If you followed any part of my career in Arizona, I was out with a hamstring at least once a year. Um, it, but it is. It's its one of those injuries that once it happens once, it's not going away. It will always be there. It just determines on how you can manage it and making sure you take care of it and do all the, the pre-work you can do to make sure you can keep it at bay. But the hamstring injury, it's a, it's a nagging one. It's one that nobody... You wouldn't think outside if you've never done it that it should be something that can hinder you. But being a guy, especially a defensive back, a receiver, a skill position player, you're running the entire game. Yeah. And you that is that hamstring is a very important component to how you run. So I mean at this point, I think I know you you know, fans don't want to hear Buda Baker could be out multiple weeks, but if you want to see him at full force this season, you've got to just sit back and let it take its course and let him come back healed instead of having him try to play through it. It's like the situation with their franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray. It's like you just got to wait it out and see when he's going to come back. And speaking of quarterback, Bull Brock, I think you and I and BG are all on the same page. Josh Dobbs did more than enough today to get this team a dub. 40 or 28 points from this offense, no turnovers. I know a lot of it came in the first half. Evaluation of Josh Dobbs and maybe what JG had to say about his QB1 currently. Yeah, he said that he loved what he saw from the offense, right? I mean, and, and penned most of the uh, the downfall on on the defense. You're not going to get off the field when you give, or you're, they couldn't get off the field, couldn't get off on third down, and you gave up 31 points in the second half on five drives that were they were five for five. So um, 
I think as far as what he said about the offense and, and Dobbs, I think we all saw it, that, you know, this offense can operate in the interim and BM can be, he can be the bridge to Kyler Murray. You saw what they saw back in March or what they identified as a guy that can be the bridge to Kyler Murray, the mobility, the arm strength. It seemed like he had every throw in his bag today. Uh, maybe one he left too long for Zach Ertz to open the game, but immediately kind of made up for it and was, you know, on the run, making throws, hitting Rondell Moore for a big third down completion, dropping in the bucket to a guy like Michael Wilson, who had two big third down conversions. Uh, you saw enough from the offense. Sure, things went stagnant in the fourth quarter, and that was unfortunate. And, you know, he can say, Dobbs said that they didn't play tight or they didn't feel the pressure, but, I mean, it, it certainly seemed that way. But, look, I mean, it's it's the tale of two different games now. I mean, after game one, where they're shut out of the end zone offensively, and the defense played so well, you're like, can they even could they can they score a touchdown? Can can they be an offense that can go down and get points? And now after going five for five in the second half, the defense like can they get off the field? Did they already cut, catch up to, to Nick Rollis and this crew? They miss Buda Baker, no doubt about it. They are absolutely just. Got it up front. Carlos Watkins sustained a biceps injury today on top of LJ Collier, on top of Lecky Foto, where they just worn down too much up front. And you got Dallas, who has a potent offense coming in. It's like, are they going to be able to get off the field next week? I think that's a valid question. So they're going to have to go back to the drawing board, make some adjustments now on the defensive side of the football. The biggest issue is like, all right, the offense cost you the game in, in week one. Now you have the defense cost you the game in week two. Where is it going to be in week three? Let's get to some of these super chats. We've got Bo Brock live from State Farm Stadium. A little Dreezy, $1.99. I love to learn. Uh, I do, bro. I hope we, uh, hope I have no hope next week. Uh, and we talked about it, Bo Brock. Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers come to town. And uh, this is where the schedule gets that much more difficult for a team that had very little margin for error. I mean, I, how, do, how do you imagine this team gets up now for the two best teams, in my opinion, in the NFC coming to State Farm Stadium? Yeah, I mean, they're just gonna. The, the coaching staff is gonna have to make those adjustments to the week. Now we saw Petsing and his crew do that from week one to week two, and now it's Rollis's turn from with his crew, his unit to go from week two to week three. And what is it gonna be? Special teams next week? Uh, I don't know. I yeah, mean, let's hope not. I, I, uh, you did have a miss from Prater early in the game, but look, that's from fifty-four yards. That was unfortunate. That would have been nice to get points there. Um, but look, the the offense. I, I mean, I'll, I'll maintain that. I think that the offense played well enough um but look you you've got to get this defense back on track and and it doesn't get easy with cd lamb with tony pollard and and dak prescott coming to town it just it's not but it's it's, you're gonna have to find a way to get off the field they were able to do it against washington week one they were able to do it and dominate in the first half and that seems like forever ago uh today but you know two of the four quarters they, they they played very well and then it just completely the wheels fell off so, yeah, it's, it's they're going to have to look at what they did very well, and then they're going to have to look at where they fell short here in, in the second half against Daniel Jones. And it makes me ill to say that Daniel Jones played and just absolutely destroyed the Arizona Cardinals. BG, Johnny, it felt like they just simply just moved him around. He was just getting out of the pocket and just had anything he wanted down the field. And it started with that first play from scrimmage to open up the second half, 50-plus yards to the kid out of Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt. And they were just rolling from there. Oh, agreed. And you you can definitely tell who the halftime speech impacted on what side of, you know, what team was impacted the most by it. I, I think Daniel Jones came out the second half and just 
played his game. The offensive coordinator put him in great positions to make plays. He called the right plays at the right times, and they executed this half. You know, and the Cardinals defense just didn't have an answer in the second half. I mean, they they couldn't stop the the pass. They couldn't stop the run. It was they were just moving the ball. If if there was nobody open downfield, Daniel Jones was running for 10, 15 yards at a time. Yeah. So it's it. And that's with two Giants offensive linemen being yeah. out. We saw a guard leave the game. Of course, no Andrew Thomas. More super chats because you guys are crushing it. Thank you so much again. This is from Thomas. Five dollars. Longtime season ticket holder. And this was an absolute disgrace. Brutal. Visiting fans were brutal. Uh, Bo, kind of a theme of the show has been you yep. got to earn the fan base's, let's just call it, support as it relates to ticket sales. Of course, much has been made with the Giants taking up about half of the stadium today, you know, with two big fan bases in San Fran and Cowboys on the horizon. It could, I, I think San Francisco was on the road. So, specifically, Dallas next week yeah. could get. It's going to be insufferable. Yeah, for State Farm Stadium and Cardinal fans that are there. Yeah, a lot of there was a ton of blue in there, and, and, and when the Giants were, you know, continuing their comeback, and, and once they kind of uh, finished it, there was a ton of cheering going on. Every big play uh, was welcomed by, you know, just overwhelming uh, cheer for for the away team. Which is, yeah, it's it's deflating. But you're right; you absolutely have to earn that back. You have to earn that trust. We talked about it a lot this week. You know, we're, we're closing in on, what, two home wins and or one home win in 24 months. That's not enough. And, you know, you can see why uh, t- when, when people, you know, they spend their hard-earned money on these season tickets, they want to be able to see the home team compete. Now, I mean, they saw them compete, but they saw a collapse of historic fashion today. And, and that's, that's not something you want to spend your Sunday doing. More super chats if we could. Damon Dog, four nine or excuse me, five dollars. This is from Mateus. Only thing AZ has going forward now is Suns uh, and uh, Jesus Romas. Uh, David, thank you so much. We appreciate that. I think the Cardinals have a good thing with Gannon and Austin Ford, but I mean, it, it was always going to be tough these these first couple games. Maybe this first year of a rebuild. Now, you know, I went tongue in cheek, BG, before the season. I said, you know, this team could win seven games if things bro- broke right. And I stand by that because if it broke right in these first two games, they should be 2-0 and right now, easily, should they not? Easily be 2-0 and right now. And we've, you know, like we had two costly fumbles last week. Two very costly fumbles. You take those two turnovers out of the game, we win the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This week, you kind of, you, you take the conservative play calling that we got in the mid third quarter all the way through the fourth you know you you win this game you should have won this game you scored you put 20 points on the board offensively this mm-hmm. week the only touchdown we scored last week was defensively yeah right you your offense got what you what you wanted this week and like you said earlier Bo, the defense just seemed to collapse in the second half and it got very very conservative and it's not what. What is it going to be next week? That's that's as a fan. That's the only thing you're thinking at this point now. What's going to let us down next week? Well, let me ask you this because I you mentioned Buda Baker potentially leaving late Friday. How much of an impact? I'm not trying to make excuses. Did that have on the game plan defensively? If Buda Baker I mean, huge. practice practice huge. all week, then they have to promptly pull him on Saturday. Yeah, I mean. Um... It, it was it was massive. I mean, you, you're already you know thin in the secondary. I saw see people calling for Garrett Williams, and he's at least two weeks away from even being eligible to come off the non-football injury list uh, after his 
his ACL tear last October playing for Syracuse, the collegiate level, I mean, there's not, there's not any options as far as help in, in being able to supplement your defensive line, which is down. I mean, who knows? We'll see if, if, uh, if Watkins is going to miss any significant time, but you're already down Collier and, and hopefully Foto can get back. But that was a thin group. And then the secondary, the safety group, they had no room to spare. And you take the best player out of that defense. I mean, it was, it was a massive blow. It didn't seem to show, you know, rear its ugly head in the first half. But in the second half, you're telling me that number three is not going to be out there, at least get them off the field once? That's all they needed. They just needed to get off the field once or turn one of those touchdowns into a field goal. And this is, you know, this is either a tie and we're going to overtime or it's a win. And uh, it's really unfortunate. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the ugliness of this game, how tough it is that even in practice you could sustain injuries right, you know, before, you know, in the 11th hour before Sunday. It's just – it's just the ugly, ugly reality of the, of the NFL. Ugly reality of, of a rebuild as well. I mean, the, the lack of, we've talked about it, BG and, and Bo, the lack of star power on this team is evident right now. I mean, there's no Chandler Jones, D-Hop. There, there aren't these blue chip players, J.J. Watt, that can help change a game when you need to have a, a, a playmate, Kyler Murray, Buda Baker. I mean, like, you can make an argument. The three to five best players in the Arizona Cardinals the past two years are not on the team right now. Chandler, Chandler Jones, Byron Murphy, Zach Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. I mean, like, those guys aren't playing for the team anymore. J.J. Mm -hmm. Watt. So it's like, yeah, we're trying to develop new star players, but they're not ready yet. They're not here right now. And so the, the, the margin for error in the NFL is so small. The Cardinals have covered in both of these games. They win both of these games if they have one or two additional players. Easily. Oh, and the leadership, leadership factor is another thing. Right. Mm -hmm. right? Your your top leaders on this football team aren't playing. Mm -hmm. Right? They're out. They have an injury. There's something that's hindering them from playing. So somebody's got to find a way to be another leader. They you could see that today, especially in the second half, especially defensively. I don't feel like we had enough leadership on the field today that could pull these guys to the side and be like, look, this is not who we are. Mm -hmm. We have put a mm -hmm. great six quarters on tape as a defense. And then now we're looking like a third-string defense in the preseason. We're getting beat deep. We're letting little underneath passes turn into first downs. We're letting runs that should be stopped in the backfield turn into five- to six-yard gains. Somebody on that defense, if Buddha and these top guys aren't there, has got to step up and take over that leadership role until Buddha can be back. Any other significant injuries that you got? Anything else from Jonathan Gannon, Bo, that you uh, care to share with our viewers? Yeah, there wasn't too much to it as far as, you know, the injury report. And that, that's kind of been the norm from, you know, starting through preseason. And he's still figuring out how he's going to approach that uh, pretty tight-lipped. Uh, we'll find out probably going to have to find out through, you know, insider information like uh, Ian Rappaport and, and all those who have their finger on the pulse uh, as far as like, how Buda Baker and how much time he could potentially miss. But then you never know. I mean, they were saying two to three weeks, even longer with Buda Baker, and he was back in there the next the next game that was on the schedule for the Arizona Cardinals. So it's something to absolutely monitor. Uh, they'll be back on the practice field come Wednesday. We'll see if it, JG has anything to say tomorrow. But, you know, th this was – it's not really looking at the injuries. as And you, men you mentioned this. It wasn't the excuse. It wasn't the reason for the loss. It was part of the equation, but uh, it, it's more looking back at the drawing board defensively, the calls, 
and, and the inability to get off the football field the entire second half. That's uh, that was their downfall. I'm going to talk about Kyler Murray here in a second because a lot of people are talking about the fact that Kyler Murray, when is he going to play? Should he play if this team is over? But I want to get to some more of these super chats, you guys. So generous with your time and your funds today. Greenwall Tree 499. What do you guys think needs to happen this week? I mean, I th- it's cliche. I think they just need to continue to grow and develop. Uh, I mean, the young players are getting better every week. Michael Wilson looks good. Paris Johnson Jr. looks good. Keytrell Clark had a fantastic pass breakup. But I mean, BG, it's just. This is this is a process. You got to trust the process, as they say, and it's not going to be done overnight. So as long as you can keep these young cornerstone players healthy and productive and playing, I still think you're on the right track as a team. You are. You just some young guys need to grow up. Yeah. You're in a position now where you have you have to grow up fast now. So I mean, they're going to have to start making the plays that come their way when they're there, and you got to start making the plays that nobody else can make. That ball that looks like it's out of reach, you're going to have to find a way to come down with it. Yep. That extra yard that you got to fight for as a running back, is somehow you've got to come down with it. You've got to somehow on defense be able to get pressure or break up a pass or whatever it is, make that tackle that you weren't supposed to make. But guys have got to start. They've got to grow up now, and they've got to put themselves in position to make these plays. Yeah, I completely agree. And you talk about you know young people having to grow up. It's also on the coaching staff. Uh, you've got two first-year coordinators. You've got an offensive coordinator who's 35. You've got a defensive coordinator who just turned 30. You've got a head coach who just turned 40. Uh, all first-year guys as far as in their position, you're going to take your lumps. And, you know, I've, I'll say this and I'll maintain this. Rebuilds are not for the faint of heart. There's there's going to be a lot of ugly, ugly football at times, and, and it's, it's unavoidable, right? Uh, but you hope the lessons that they're going to resonate and, you know, as BG's pointing out that you're going to learn from them and you're going to be a better football player and football team going forward. But that's also not a given. I mean, it was like 2018, we watched a horrible, horrible football team and Josh Rosen and you just thought you had to wade through all the crap and that you're going to come out on the other side and he was going to make that second year jump and guy's been out of the league, right? It, it's not as, it's just not linear it's not something one of those things where you know it's just going to happen just because you put in the time like you have to let those you have to learn from those tough lessons and you have to become a better football team and players let's get to some more super chats if we could little dreezy pointing out dollar 99 prater missed that kick uh, absolutely would have made a tie game although that's yeah tough but one. That's a, i mean it's or what was that the first drive 54 first drive, and it's a it's a 54 yard do we expect him to make it 100 percent. he's an nfl kicker but are kickers perfect? No, I'm pretty sure if you've watched any football in your entire life, He's you know none of them are perfect. But I don't think you can really put, yes, it, uh, score-wise, yes, you can sit here and say, if he makes that 54-yarder, we go to overtime. But, I mean, I don't I don't think you can put the game on a missed, on a 55, 54-plus-yard field goal in the beginning of the game. I'm not going to sit there and, and, and put the game on that. I think we had every opportunity to win this game today. 28 points should have got the job done. I mean, he's been mm-hmm. perfect outside of that missed field goal. Yeah. And that was, it wasn't even a clutch kick. It's, it stinks. You want him to be perfect, but yeah, I'm with BG 54 yards, not a gimme. Prater's been solid. The new regime, you're solid for your 499 super chat is the breakdown, the second half on the defense or solely on Rallis. Bo, I would say probably a little bit of both. A little both. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a bad it was a bad concoction. It was bad. Like right, the calls weren't there, and, and the plays weren't there. The plays certainly weren't there. Uh, but to your point, like the, the as far as where the roster is and, and what you put out there, as far as the calls, 
sometimes you just don't have it on your roster to, to compete with what the Giants were doing. It, it really was crazy to see the shift from half one to half two and a credit to the Giants for making the adjustments and Daniel Jones and Brian Dable. Uh, it, I mean, they, they absolutely just dominated offensively in the second half. I, I don't think you'd be hard pressed to find a better half of football on Daniel Jones's resume than today. Sickening. Uh, but these super yeah. chats are not. Thank you so much. Alex, only consistent part of this team, dollar 99 PHNX Cardinals, baby. You know it. We're here for better or worse. Mostly for worse lately. Thomas Christensen, $5. It's not the loss that burns. It's how they lost. 100% agree. Had this been a lackluster game, they lost like 21-7. They weren't in it from the start. I, I think we'd have a different conversation. But the fact they should be 2-0 after two games, I mean, it's we got to keep reminding ourselves the situation that we're in, who these players are, who's not going to be on the team next year. Uh, got a long way to go for JG's crew, uh, no doubt. Nick, 499 how are you enjoying the Marco Wilson CB1 reality so far? I mean, I was I was really liking it through four six quarters, uh, but I I mean with each passing day, it looks like Keytrail yeah. Clark might be the number one corner at some point. Bo Brock. Yeah, I mean, keep keep played well. He got uh, he got nicked up there and, and made his way back into the game because he's a competitor. And yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody in that secondary is is, is played well that second half. I, I mean, I'm not just gonna. Circle 20, I mean, Marco Wilson, he, he had a couple of plays in the first half, but yeah, the second half was one that he's going to want to forget. Um, so yeah, I mean, that that's what, when you let a guy like Byron Murphy walk, you understand that you, you're you going to have a guy like Marco Wilson very likely going to be your top corner. And this is, you know, you ha- you get the good with the bat and he's got a lot to prove, uh, you know, his third season and he's on his you know third of his fourth uh, rookie contract uh, year in his rookie contract. So he's got a lot to prove, obviously, to the new regime. I want to get your take on one of these super chats from Antonio. But first, Chris and Chase, back-to-back super chats, $2. Thank you so much, Chris. Seeing the away team hype up the crowd is sad. It is sad. Chase doubling wow. down, $5. Homegrown AZ fans so tired of seeing a stadium filled with a vis- with visiting fans. I mean, it just yeah. hit the nail on the head, guys. I mean, we I have our super chats. Thank you so much. It's probably been about... The, the disappointment with the fan base and the fact that the people aren't supporting this team. But again, it's, it's, we, it's hard to tell people what to do with their money when this team is so bad at home and they have not been competitive and they're, they lack the star power. Be one thing if like, you know, historically like the Tampa Bay Rays, good baseball team, right? Overachieved 90 plus wins and they can't sell at their stadium. Like the Cardinals have to own this process and what's unfair, BG, is the fact that Monty Asifor and Jonathan Gannon, they inherited this mess. They didn't create it. The people who need to pay for it are not being held accountable in Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. They're they're being paid out handsomely by the by the ownership. Huh. And and speaking of the ownership, that gets us to Antonio's super chat. Matt Ishbia is making the fans in the valley believe that in the Suns again. That's what's missing from the Cardinal fan base with an owner like that. How much does Michael Bidwell have to lay responsibility? He's the owner of this team. He writes the checks. He sets them up. There's a lot of star, star players that have run through here that leave here and have crazy success. Yeah. Because why? We don't want to pay him. At some point, listen, you you are a billionaire. You run a, a billionaire dollar business. You got to be able to go out there and spend this money. I know you don't want to, but at, at some point, like just like he said in the, in in the chat, what Shiba's doing for the Suns right now? Yeah, he's doing everything to get that fan base to show up. 
and it's lacking in the in in the Cardinals organization. I, I don't feel like ownership is doing enough to make thing make fans want to come sit in those seats. And this is one of the most loyal fan bases you've seen. They were selling out this stadium when there were no wins. They're still showing up at this stadium when they're not winning. Right, we we we've seen teams like the Jaguars who had to black out parts of their stands five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. They were putting tarps over chairs so it didn't look like it was that empty. Right. And, and these fans are seeing disappointment after disappointment and they're still showing up. At, at some point as an owner, I feel like you've got to just bite that bullet, find ways to get stars in here, find reasons for the fans to want to buy these seats and to come and sit in these games and enjoy them and watch wins and stop watching home loss after home loss after home loss. I think this is a necessary evil, though. I mean, way overdue, right? I mean, I think solid ownership, you know, puts you in his position years ago, right? But now this is the necessary evil and, and finally are making the right moves and, and buying in on the on the right leadership as far as Monty Asifort and Jonathan Gannon. And it's this is the very beginning of the process, unfortunately. And it's a, there's a long way to go. And, you know, you would have loved it to, to start to them to get it right long time ago unfortunately it's now and this is the beginning of the process and it's, it's going to take uh it's going to take more patience from the fan base and and bless bless everybody's heart that that is along for the ride uh but look the, the future is it, i think is bright um but it, it's you know i don't care who you are w- what you're staring down you blow 20 nothing lead 28 7 lead it's going to rip your heart out uh, it'll help a little OGs. It's not going to fix everything, but OGs got multi-flavored bags. They're fantastic. Uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna assist in a lot of the issues that you're having yeah. after today's game. It's not going to take care of everything, but the creamsicle is fantastic. How about fruits and creams? Uh, Mellow indica blend with uh, sunny stativa. It's it's perfect for a night like tonight. If you just need to veg out and temporarily forget your pain, check out our friends at OG Brands for yourself. Try one or a few, and there are many delicious flavors. Check them out across all social platforms, OG Brands, and online at ogbrands.com. Of course, find them at your local dispensary. You do have to be 21 or years uh, or older to participate. OGs, we love them. Use that bonus code PHNX. Save a little bit of coin. Save your sanity after today's game. Um, I, I think in lieu of OGs, in conjunction with OGs, you can take some solace in knowing that the Cardinals have a big draft Christmas party next April with a lot of draft picks under their tree. And uh, was that additionally solidified today? A key matchup, ladies and gentlemen, took place in Houston between the Colts and the Texans. How did that turn out? Well, let's go to our Houston Texans win tracker for the year. Oh, look at that little skeevy GM, Monty Austin Ford. Texans, God love them, 0-2 on the season, just like the Arizona Cardinals. If you're scoring at home, the Arizona Cardinals own not only the first-round pick, but the third-round pick of the Houston Texans following the trade for Will Anderson last April. Again, these these Sundays are tough. These are gutting days. You lose up 28-7, to 20-0, but make it a little easier, Bo Brock and uh, BG, knowing that you've got a couple premier draft picks potentially coming your way, Bo. Yeah, I mean, how many wins are on this one? Can can anybody point out where the wins are uh, before the Cardinals game? Is that week eleven? I mean, you get Carolina is is not great. Okay. And I, I still don't buy New Orleans, and who knows if Tampa is playing over their head? But I mean, CJ Stroud played okay in the second half, 
But their defense, I mean, you talk about the Cardinals defense being bad, and they were bad today. Uh, Houston's defense, BG, we were watching them. They're they're a miserable miserable unit. It was not it, it was not fun to watch at all. I mean, it was if you're a Cardinal fan. If you're, if you're a Cardinal <laughs> fan, it was fun to watch. If you were an opposing team, it's always fun. But no, I I I agree. I mean, I it doesn't look like the Texans will have remotely even close to a 500 record by no. the time they come in here. So, but you know, at, at this point, if we don't put a better product on the field, we won't have anywhere close to a 500 record by the time they get here. And I, you know, at that point, nobody really wants to come and watch, you know, trash can versus trash can play a football. Game. <laughs> well, I, I do want to bring up a, a good point, BG, that you alluded to. Is this team going to be winless when they play Houston? When are they going to get their first win? What happens when Kyler Murray is supposed to come back? What happens if this team doesn't have a victory? Now, I believe that they're fully committed to playing him when he's healthy and he's ready to go. But we've seen this team be competitive these first two weeks. They falter. They're going to play much more talented teams each in the next three weeks minimum. Um, I, I think it's a little concerning that right now, Kyler Murray poised to come back sometime midseason if this team's winless, there's going to be a lot of noise around maybe sitting K1 for the betterment of a draft pick, maybe to keep Kyler Murray healthy. What's your take on potentially doing something like that? I hate every bit of that narrative. Okay. Do not, if he is, no, don't get me wrong. If he's not healthy and he's not ready to come back, do not put him on the field. But I think if he's healthy, if he's confident in that knee and he feels comfortable, you have to put him out there. Do not deprive your fan base of some type of small win with this season. Do not make them sit there and just, I mean, don't give them the tank narrative. Yeah. Right. If you, if Kyler is healthy and ready to go and you don't put him on the field because you're thinking of a draft pick or this and that, like you're going to lose a lot more than just people's asses and seats. You're going to lose a lot. And it's give us something to watch. Give us something to be proud of, to be happy about but i don't that whole narrative oh we're gonna sit him for a draft pick i i probably can't say that f word on air but like yeah you F can you, say whatever like, we want like if if that's <laughs> who i gotta do i will go straight to that front office and say like hey, hey fuck you you're depriving all of us of some type of hope don't do that do I have to say it for the 18th time this week yeah. I no, you're going to have to keep saying it because, again, I think it's only going to get louder, Bo Brock. They continue yeah, to lose. For sure. They're, they're going to be arguments made, not by this show, but by everybody else. Like, why play them? Not a, sure. There's no point in playing them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Florio is already, he's writing his 1,500 words on it, you know, for the week, and he's going to do it each and every week. And yeah, I, I hear you. But, you know, people who are dialed into this and, and watch this show, they're going to know that, you know, I think Monty and, and JG are true to the word that as soon as, He's physically and mentally ready to go. He's going to be out there. Um, but you're right. They're going to have to kind of fight off the narrative, and that's fine. It's Because it's, it's all just going to be words from people who uh, are misinformed. Yeah, it is unfortunate because I, I hate that this coaching staff, and it's self-inflicted, they don't have any wins, and this locker room has to take on a narrative like that. What do you do with mm -hmm. Kyler Murray? Do you sit him? Do you play him? What's the point? Like, imagine looking Michael Wilson in the face or Josh Dobbs, who just competed his ass off and say, hey, what's the point of even competing this year? Where, I, yeah. I, again, like, I think, I don't want to say, like, we've, we haven't been spoiled, but I think it's been a pleasant surprise, and that's why it's so gutting today that the Cardinals have been com as competitive as they are. 
we're going to have Sundays where that's not going to be the case potentially. I hope I'm wrong. And I think those, those chants are only going to get louder. Um, so there's a lot of season left, 15 games to go. Kyler Murray, I hope will play the large majority of those. And I mean, we're, we're getting closer about two weeks out from them having to make a decision bow as it relates to activating him off of pup to get any sense at all that what this team might do, could they wait? Or do you think that they have, I don't know, an infectious desire to activate him immediately? I, I have no idea. I mean, because of all the different checkpoints you have to get through, you know, the way that we saw kind of, uh, you know, Ertz's injury approach and, and how he went through that. And he, what, he didn't see a down until, you know, week one. And then we saw, we've seen Garrett Williams, who's in his first NFL season, how they've really been cautious with him, um, that it felt like he could be back by the start of the season. He was, he remained on one of the lists, the NFI. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would I would bet Williams is coming back, but as far as K one, like, but w- once they get past four, then it could be any other, and then it could be any week, right? And then you, it's a matter of getting him up to speed. And talking to Israel Wolfork, the quarterback coach for this Arizona Cardinals team on Friday, he doesn't anticipate it being a long, drawn out learning curve. Uh, it, it, as soon as he gets back on the practice field, I would anticipate him being back in the lineup. So you know, when he's activated, when he gets back to practice, I would imagine you know Max one week of a buffer uh, between when you could see Kyler Murray play it down for this team. Hopeful as are we with the super chat. Thank you so much. This is from Greenwall tree 499. So let's go back a few years. What happened from 2015 to 2016? I thought we had a super bowl team. What happened that off season? Well, I think that team tried to double and triple down with old players like Carson Palmer. And, and you had a general manager who got bit in the ass by not knowing how to draft and develop. I mean, that, the Cardinals, to me now, BG. Let's, let's, posi- let's give credit to Carolina that year. They were fucking buzzsaw. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, in 2015, don't get me wrong. They were, what, 15-1 and one that season? Yeah. No, yeah. They, look, they came out to play in that NFC Championship and beat us. But I, 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 exactly, I hear what you're saying. We all thought we had a super team, too, in 2016. I think the difference for us in 2016 from 2015 was we didn't win the close games. In 2015, when it came down to the end of the game, we won those games at the end of the game. We won the close games. And in 2016, we fell short in a lot of those close games. And a lot of it, that week one loss that we took to the Patriots because we missed the field goal, you know, and it hurt. Set the tone for the whole season. Set the tone for the whole season. And it's not an excuse for anything. It's just we, we didn't win those close games. We didn't pull through. When we needed to. And, you know, you can blame kickers. You can blame players. You can blame coaches, front office. It, it just it just didn't. It came down and we didn't win. We didn't win the games we needed to win. It's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate now that, I mean, these close games, I think, are decided by coaching, but a lot by talent. And, and the Cardinals, again, fan base has got to be thinking, man, you get a defensive touchdown last week. You win the turnover battle. You lose this week. You win the turnover battle again. And you have 28 points by this offense and no turnovers and you lose. Uh, the red-bearded uh, red, the bid will take sole responsibility for what's going on. Absolutely. I don't know if he takes it, but he deserves it. All owners deserve responsibility for what's going on with their franchise underneath you. Um, and, and you got to be able anybody to... Anybody on Twitter saying... Anybody on Twitter saying that Colt McCoy won on one this football game, John? I don't, I don't think so, thankfully. I think that, <laughs> that we can bury that narrative. Josh Dobbs at least showcased he's capable... 
We'll be able to give Josh Dobbs, hopefully, his flowers in a future game if he can get a dub. You can get a dub right now, uh, figuratively, by going to gophnx.com. Become a diehard. Our guy Howard Balls are cranking out a tremendous aftermath post-game article for free for all of you. Again, gophnx.com. Become a diehard. We had a bunch of people sign up for diehard memberships this week, including our guy Brian. Absolutely love to see it. You can pick up a free hat and or shirt like the Bird Gang shirt. We've got the uh, Greg Dorch t-shirt. Of course, the Greg Dorch all-purpose podcast with my co-host, Bo Brock, every single Tuesday. Subscribe, like, like this video. So much good stuff going on with PHNX Cardinals. We are trying to infuse that onto this football team right now, and Bo Brock, it just won't stick. Final thoughts for this team. What do they have to do to upset Dallas and basically come away with the fact that we blew this game this week? How do you move forward? Yeah. Yeah, you got to put together a 60-minute game plan, right? You've got to be able to adjust on the fly, and you're going to have to get off the football field. Continue what you, uh, where you kind of left off this game offense. Well, I guess not where you left off offensively, but the, the positives from this right. game offensively. Uh, and, and parlay those into back-to-back solid performances. It's going to be – I mean, this is going to be by far, as far as Dallas, the best defense that they've faced all season long. Uh, and, and it's going to be a tough task for Joshua Dobbs and crew to repeat the performance that they had today. And then defensively, they've got to get back on track. And it comes down to Nick Rawls, JG, trying to find the remedies and, and the adjustments to make between now facing Dak, C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, and crew. What are you doing in that locker room, BG, if you're one of the leaders of this team, being able to get this team back on track? You've got to get this group together. You've got to talk to them. You got to express this this feeling of, is this what you want to feel week in and week out? Yeah. Do you enjoy losing at this game? Nobody does. If you've made it to this level, every loss hurts, whether you can show it emotionally or not. And I guarantee you the leaders in that room do not want to wake up every single Monday morning knowing that they left something out there on that field. Right now, you just got to get it together, figure it out, make the plays. I've been saying it all year. You got to make the plays when the plays are there you got to make those plays you got to make the plays that you're not supposed to make but at this point be competitive just show this fan base that you want to be here that you want to give them what they're coming to see just don't do don't i don't want to hear or see any of that bullshit tank we're tanking don't don't put that product on the field don't do that well i mean the players i don't think have outs i mean as a player no for you can't sure. do that. If you're doing that as a player, it would be extremely it, <laughs> apparent. It's insulting. In it's insulting to the Very players insulting. for sure. They've covered both these first two weeks. They have proven the folks in Vegas wrong. Like they, they are worth being able to take. Uh, you know, good teams win, great teams cover. I would like to see my team win a game. Um, we're gonna have to wait another week for that to happen. You don't have to wait to like this video, subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. Subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcast. Pick up your smartphone, mobile device, what have you. Go to your podcast, PHNX Cardinals. Bo and I are known to drop an audio only once in a blue moon. How about once a week, maybe twice a week to fill you in on the latest surrounding this team. And there's a lot going on. We are back tomorrow on a football Monday with the aftermath. We've got some injuries to update you on. Bo is going to be live with Jonathan Gannett. At tomorrow's presser, speaking of Bull Brock, he's Bull Brock. Follow him at Bull Brock on Twitter from State Farm Stadium. Britain Golden absolutely crushed it today, man. Tried to will this team into a victory. Couldn't get it done. In the meantime, I'm Johnny. How are we here right now? How did that happen? I don't like to. I don't. (laughs) 
It's unbelievable. We're breaking, are, we're breaking that a loss right now. I mean, oh, it just, it you don't just even sunk, want to think about it. it. Quit bringing in. it up, bro. Quit bringing it up. I transitioned. <laughs> I, we're on to we're on to the Dallas Cowboys. We love all of you. Thank right, you so much. Check. We'll see you Monday.